0: Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Our guest today is Brad Shapoulis, the Baxter City Administrator. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus.
1: Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Tess. It's great to be here. Yes.
0: Here we are talking about uh, all kinds of things that are going on in uh, Baxter. And, of course, you guys just saw in the paper just wrapped up your budget discussions, right?
1: We did. uh, As with most municipalities and local university governments, it's a lengthy process. We usually start that in July with the adoption of the preliminary levy in September. We're obligated by state law to... Have a final adopted levy uh, here by the end of the year. Last week, the council adopted their levy, mm-hmm. uh, 7.1% over 2023. It's about a $500,000 increase in the property tax uh, um, levy itself. But you know, the reality is, is uh, our property tax is only a portion of our overall budget. You know, at the mm-hmm. same meeting, the council approved the 2024 budget. That budget is just about $23.5 million. Okay. Uh, makes up <coughs> uh, revenues and, uh, such as property tax, uh, charges for service, so building permits, uh, things of that nature, as well as our sales tax receipt, making up the majority of our revenue sources. On the expenditure side, obviously, it's our day-to-day operations, our debt service, things yeah. of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, our enterprise funds, which is our sewer water and storm water, uh, improvements that we maintain uh, annually and year-round. Um, our top expenditures that are related to our budget are uh, debt service, to sanitary sewer, water, police, streets, and parks make up the top five Um, I know I'm doing a cliff note version (laughs) of uh, of this but there is more detail that is available online through our city website Uh, the preliminary budget I believe is on there now there were no changes uh, to that so uh, in the next few days we will be having are placing the the final budget on there for the general public's
0: uh, viewing okay
2: all
1: right
0: and then on to the new year (laughs) <laughs> and on to the new year. So what are we looking forward to in the new year, Brad? <laughs> well, uh, meanwhile, this year, this time of the year, I know you're trying to get rinks and everything ready. Oh, and yeah. uh, like we talked about yesterday with our friends from Brainerd, this is a tough year for that, isn't it?
1: It is. It's, it's, it's a yin and a yang. I mean, obviously, you know, we have some delays, such as flooding the rinks and things of that nature because the lack of cold weather. But on the same, on the flip side, we don't have the snow plowing that we had last year, (laughs) uh, or through through uh, last winter. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I look back at the records. We've had close to almost twenty inches of snow this time last year on the ground, and I think six or seven snow events where we had to go out and plow (laughs) in off hours. So. Uh, that compared to this year, having none, or this winter, yeah. you know, this fall winter, uh, yeah. having none is, is, is a blessing in disguise. It's hopefully helping balance out the budget um, <laughs> right. going into 24, you know, at the ending 23. So, it does uh, make a difference, it though, it doesn't does. it? Yeah, it yeah. does make a difference. But yeah. with that comes the bad parts, which is not having the rinks open for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the warm weather has prevented us from starting the flood. However, we continue to monitor the weather every day. Right now, we're targeting this weekend to start flooding mm, okay. uh, with the goal or objection to open up the rinks, you know, in between Christmas and New Year's. Okay. Historically, we've been open before Christmas. But this year, um, it's not attainable due it's to the looking weather. Good, yeah. yeah. So uh, anybody who is interested and want to keep up with the progress or lack thereof, um, Related to the rinks, uh, can keep on our Facebook page, and we will update that as progress, as we have progress in, in that arena. Okay. You know? um, but, yeah, so goal right now is start flooding this weekend with um, the rinks opening between Christmas and New Year's. It usually takes about 10 days of flooding in order to get it to a con- the ice to the condition that will allow the public to-, to skate on it.
2: And once they're open, they're open to the public for yeah. the season yep. as the weather yep. permits.
1: Yep. And we have two rinks: okay. one in Oscar Christopherson Park and the other one in Lauren Thompson Park. Mm-hmm. Um, last few years, we were only to keep the warming house at Lauren Thompson open due to seasonal staffing shortages. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to state that this year we'll have both of them open. Oh, great. Uh, so we, we've got a full seasonal staff, so we're excited about that and getting back to a pre-COVID norms yeah. per se. Yep. And so we're, we're happy that we're able to have both the warming houses open and for those okay.
2: that haven't used them in the past people of course encouraged to bring their own skates are there skates available for rental at these locations or not this time
1: no, no. okay no. Uh, so we, bring your we own historically have not um, provided skates for okay. skating and skate it on your own okay mm-hmm. the warming house is there uh for weather related purposes mm-hmm. to keep keep your body warm don't yeah. get hypothermia or, yeah. or frostbite things of that nature but uh uh, we do have rink attendants that are there to assist when necessary, but cool. yeah. it is, is, is uh, open skate with minimal observation. So. Okay.
0: okay. Um, you remind me as you were talking about snow plowing, you know, we just had this little event that really caused some icy roads. Oh, And uh, if we encounter some place that is kind of dangerous, can we call even on the weekend to some number and let your city crew know, hey, you need to get out here and yeah. sand or salt this, or how does yeah. that work?
1: Anybody who has complaints or concerns can contact our Public Works Department. Mm. Uh, it's a published number. I don't have it offhand. Yeah. Um, it's, it's on your it's, website. E, it's speed dial number three on my phone. There you go. <laughs> 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 but, yes, I mean, it, it's listed on our website. Uh, it's available on Yellow Pages uh, in that regard okay. uh, to contact through them.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh. Just dawned on me because I – I was in Baxter uh, on Saturday and mm-hmm. encountered a row that was just treacherous, and I thought, I wonder yeah. if the city crews know about this, or how do you notify them? So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that answers my question. Yeah. So just, you know,
1: just for reference, um, we have a two-inch policy. Uh, our crews don't get called outside of the normal business hours unless there's a two-inch event, uh, which we'll do it during the off hours, yeah. so overnight, things of that nature. Sure. Uh, then if... If an event happens that's less than two inches on weekends or things of that nature, it is a judgment call by our street supervisor. Okay. Uh, but most times, um, if we don't have life safety, then it's done right away on Monday morning.
0: Okay. okay.
2: That's good to know.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Um, I noticed the uh, project at uh, for Whiskey Creek, that is ongoing, oh, and it looks yeah. like it'll probably go into next year. That got bigger than you thought, didn't it?
1: Oh, it's it's. <laughs> It eventually will be bigger than than we thought or originally because we are working with MnDOT to try and make sure that there's capacity there for when the overpass of 371 is constructed towards the later part of this decade mm-hmm. uh, that there's the capacity there and that we're not looking at another location for a, a regional stormwater pond. Uh-huh. So yeah it, it is larger obviously but uh, things don't necessarily always go um, yeah. according to plan and uh, there are a few issues that ran, uh, we ran into there, but uh, tried to get it all done before winter. However, we weren't successful, so there will be some additional uh, grading and things of that nature that will be happening here in the spring, mm-hmm. and then with permanent planting happening after that's completed. So we're now anticipating probably a an April-May completion. It yeah. looks
2: pretty cool over there. I mean, yeah. just to see the change and the difference in the landscape, it's pretty yeah. spectacular. Yeah, yeah. It
1: is. It's, and it's, and think about what it's doing for the environment, yeah, the amount right. of total suspended solids yeah. and phosphorus that we're going to remove before that water gets discharged into the Mississippi River. Yes, so. that's great. And that was the whole point of the mm-hmm. construction. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As long as we're on the subject of construction, did everything get done uh, as far as the roads <laughs> this year?
1: They did. Oh, wonderful. Uh, yeah, for for once, it, it, we finished on time and don't have anything that's... Uh, is going to require us to pick back up, and uh, there are a few uh punch list items that uh, our contractors have to complete, but nothing that the general public will have to encounter. Uh, in that regard, uh, but with again looking at the positives of mm-hmm. of not having uh, a significant amount of snowfall, is that it allowed it has allowed our street crew to uh, work. Uh, within the right of way to do some maintenance so tree clearing you know over our right of way you know we have those canopies that usually as trees grow they start reaching (laughs) over because they're trying to reach sunlight so they're going over our roadways so trimming those back uh doing sign replacements um that we typically do in the late fall early spring we're able to extend that out so we're getting ahead of schedule um in regards to those general maintenance items. So if you do see a street crew, um, I just ask the general public to be cautious. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're not large crews. There's crews of two to four individuals that are working at a general location uh, with some cones in front or behind the vehicles, Um, but the lights flashing, things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. i just caution people to be yeah. observant and, and 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 know that those people are working in their best interest to keep you safe, so
0: right exactly all right. And do I understand you have some new faces uh, wandering around City Hall and other Baxter uh, City places?
1: Well, in particularly in our police department, you know, uh, one of the things that I've appreciated over the years is is the stability within several of our departments. But with that, is, is some of the elder members of of uh, those departments are reaching a point of retirement, and we're no different than others. We we've have some attrition due to retirements or advancements of careers and mm-hmm. the police department is is, is not, not uh, an exception. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, yeah, it's, it's part of that and so uh, over the last few months uh, we've been hiring to try and uh, fill those seats per se mm-hmm. and uh, really happy that we've found seasoned veterans uh, to come join our office. Uh, those being uh, Officer Jason Borash and Officer Connor Colette. Mm-hmm. And with Officer Colette, we're happy to also bring in Canine Officer Shuri. Ah, uh, cool. Officer Colette and Shuri were partners at Nisswa. Mm-hmm. And with the hiring of Mr. Of Mr. Colette, or Officer Colette, um, we've been able to have conversation with the city of Nisswa with their intention with the canine officer or the canine dog. And... Mm-hmm. and uh, were able to work out uh, an arrangement for us to acquire Shuri and bring her on as part of our crew. Neat. So, That's awesome. So I want to thank the city of Niswaf for mm-hmm. uh, recognizing, uh, you know, the value of keeping the partners together. And yeah. and, and appreciate them, uh, willing to to uh, part ways with the, the
0: canine.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: very good. That's neat.
2: Yeah. I need to have Shuri on.
0: All right. Anything else that we should know as we uh, are about to wrap up the uh, the year, 2023?
1: Um, no, we're just trying to take a deep breath, knowing that uh, we had a full 2023, and we know that 2024 is just as uh, packed full of good things uh, mm-hmm. for the community and for the region, and, and look forward to being able to expound on that uh, once we're ready to go public on several things. So, but know that uh, we're, we're growing. There's a lot of things going on in the community and that doesn't look to be
0: any different in 2024. This is where Tess usually asks you. Can I want you Please to. tell us what new. <laughs> Any
2: hint of what's coming, if there's anything I'm, like.
1: You didn't notice she's kicking me under I the know. table? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get me to say something? But, Come
2: on, Brad. But
1: in due time. Okay. Yeah,
2: okay. All right.
1: We'll
0: Absolutely. be patient. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brad, thank you so much for uh, sharing your time here on JJY and keeping our listeners up to date on what's going on in Baxter. We appreciate it, and uh, we wish you happy holidays.
1: I thank you for the opportunity and and also wish both of you happy holidays. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the new year. Yeah,
0: (laughs) see you next year. Thanks, Brad. (laughs) Brad Shapoulos is the Baxter City Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com.
2: Or you can listen anytime through our free downloadable app, and that is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.